Christ, you people suck. Wow. Wolverine on it. Radio. This is episode 686 for February 7th, 2022. And on the show this week, we have Anthony. Hello. And we have the Wombat. Yep. And Anthony doesn't have any ping issues yeah. this week. I don't have to read your responses to everything, which is good. But. We do have video games to discuss. Uh, there's still a couple of embargoes floating around out there, but uh, we can talk about some video games. So let's just hop right into it. And Anthony, I'll start with you. Uh, I didn't actually get to play that much this week. Of anything. Oh, okay. okay. I know, video game podcast that I'm now, you know, I, I've played more Assassin's Creed Origins. Yay. I mean, that's a good video game. What's wrong with that? It is. Hey, um, I will say this, I got to the Final Fantasy part, and boy, it was clearly animated by people at Square. Oh, did um, you get the Jacobo mount? Yes, and like, Arden walks down the stairs, and then uh, Bahamut throws swords and <laughs> whisks him away back to Final Fantasy land. Um, but it was so, the, the quality of animation, I'm like, yeah, that's the Square Enix animation right there um it stands out like a sore thumb it is uh it's a weird thing that they just kind of fit in uh what a weird collab between square and ubisoft i'm I'm amazed that that's still live like playing the game now that it's just there yeah i think i said before i don't think you can access the final fantasy 15 one anymore um, unless they've patched it so it's a permanent thing. Um, that's how Ubisoft did it, though, is that they just patched it in. Um, right. So as long as it's a certain number, it, it's just there. Um, uh, I've, I've got four of the 12 constellations. Um, Drew's like, I oh, just looked them up, and I'm like, no. That takes away the, the joy of finding them. Um... Yeah, like right now, like there's still uh, one of the another person to kill on the list, and I'm just like, eh, I'm just gonna go around and do the other missions. Um, there, I don't know the the writing in the the side missions is way better than I expected it to be. I mean, I heard it was good, but like there's a, uh, I think part of it is just the performance of Bayek. Like the writing of the character is good, but the performance is really good as well. And um, it 
there's one where I talked a woman off of uh, jumping to her death, and I thought that was handled pretty well. Um, there was one where this former fighter, I help him basically beat up the people that are <laughs> demanding that he pay them back. Um, and I'm just really loving. It. It's been a long time since I've really found myself like engaged with the game this much. Um, I just want to do kind of everything in it, and I'm never super frustrated with the game. I'm glad because normally I would get frustrated at some point. Like, um, there has been races, but I haven't been hating what I'm doing. Um, I love the, like going into an area and kind of moving around and then having the warning of that the flak tees are here and like me sitting in the bushes waiting for the guy to pass because he's way too high of a level for me. I'm like 31, but those nine levels between me and him are going to mean that he crushes me very quickly. Um, yeah, I'm I'm just really impressed by the whole thing. Like, um, I I like the fact that like Bayek is clearly known too, which is a very weird thing to bring up. Um, because it doesn't seem like a necessary point, but like Bayek has been living in this world, and I find with a lot of the Assassin's Creed games I have played, the main character for some reason is not known by many people. And it's like, no, Bayek has a position of power to some extent, and people know who he is or have heard of him. And I'm like, that's great, because they'll, they'll just start a conversation. I'm like, clearly there's history here. Um, and then it slowly gets, you know, sold out to me. So I, I've just been really enjoying everything at that game. I love the combat. I love the exploration. I love uh, Senu. Like, I love just flying Senu ahead just to see what's coming up. Um, yeah, that's that's, that's way... cool that they kept that uh, going forward. Good because yeah. that is way better than the Eagle Vision stuff. Um, Eagle Vision was cool when there was a a, a future aspect to that. Um, but as they sort of dropped the modern day aspect, I mean, it's still there. It's still in this game. I've I've I've, do- I've been out of the Animus twice, but um. Because that doesn't have as much relevance to the story as they realize that the more historical portion is the interesting part, um, and they killed off Desmond. Uh, the bleed through effect, like that, that we don't need the eagle sight, like we don't need detective vision in everything. Um, and they seem to have solved that problem by just holding up on the D pad, and then it kind of highlights everything around you that you can interact with. Um, just exploring tombs. Um, where's my Tomb Raider Assassin's Creed crossover? <laughs> God, I felt um, like that happened and it didn't, and I was like, ah. Yeah, no, no, it hasn't. And like, uh, I feel like those would be a good crossover, um, especially where like the new trilogy of um, Tomb Raider was willing to still keep the you know. Uh, magical aspects and and the fake history um like th- those two would fit together perfectly um yeah i uh I, i'm really enjoying it so that's where i end up spending most of my time and um there's still stuff i've i've got on the back burner but it's just like it, 
weeks have been kind of up and down here. Um, not even from work, but just like with the snow and trying to get stuff done. Um, yeah, it's just been kind of wrecking. I'm sure you got the snowstorm too, Ken. Yeah, and Wombat too. We we got the snow. Yep. Stupid fucking yeah. snow. Stupid fucking snow. The snowblower stopped working. Yeah. So I'm like, great, cool, shovel time. Yeah, I got stuck trying to get in my driveway because I didn't get it all cleared out. I'm still in the middle of the street, just spinning my wheels back and forth. I got stuck in the so I park on the street, and like I got stuck last night getting home. Like it just slightly too much into the road. I couldn't turn. I couldn't get out. The nice thing here is that it's already going to be almost 40 degrees today, so this shit should melt pretty quick. I don't know where we're at uh, <clears throat> here, so. But, yeah, yeah. but that's it for me. I know. Really, uh, really interesting. Yeah, well, no, it is. Like, 20, 20, 22, everybody playing a game from, what, 2017? I mean, you know. Oh, just wait. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Ryan's revisiting... Um, a Legacy of Kane, the original. No, oh, you got to go back further than that. Oh, God, no. <laughs> what was, um, is there even like a modern way to play a Kane game right now? Except there, for PC? Y- PC is it. Man, that sucks. Like, how is there not a, like a Kane game on one of these modern consoles? Like, that just seems uh, like a travesty. Yeah. I mean, even if they're not going to make new ones, they could at least remaster the old ones yeah like fucking you know i i joke about it all the time but fucking tie the tasmanian fucking cow the kangaroo is coming back that one is weirder because i don't know who even owns the rights like at least with the the tie it was owned by or the rights reverted back to the developer I don't know who owns Kale uh, the Kangaroo, and like they're remake, they're remaking a game, or they're making a new game in a new style. It's fucking weird, dude. We we're getting a Power Slave remaster. We're getting a Rise of the Triad remaster that are going to be playable on modern consoles, but fucking Raziel and Kane are not playable on any uh, modern console. We also got uh, Strife remake. Of all fucking things, yeah. Dude, you, well, that that game I sent you, Strife Anthony. Strife is so good, though. The humans. Strife is good. You can play the humans on modern consoles from Pico Interactive. Yeah, but Pico, so Pico, Pico, Pico <laughs> buys rights to games that no one gives a shit about and then resells them. Um, they, I mean, I'm pretty sure they were they started off as one of the people that were like buying like I don't want to say bootleg because it sounds like something, but like. <laughs> Games that were not official for, like, Genesis or whatever, and then translating them and selling them. I really need a Legacy of Cain collection. They own Bleem. Pico Pico bought the name Bleem. Why? I don't know. I was going to say, what would you put that on now? Like, would you... Uh, they're selling... They're, they're putting it... They're putting it on products that they're going to be selling on PC, and it's going to be, like, a storefront, too. I don't know why you would try to do a storefront... But I mean, for uh, what? In this day and age. Like, what do you play? Are the games... Man. You gonna play Gran Turismo 1 and Metal Gear Solid on your PC again? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Gran Turismo! Bleemcast. Um, oh, yeah, Bleemcast! Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. I, I don't I don't know, man. I, I, I went, that's dumb. And then my brain went off and started focusing on other, other things. 
I, I don't blame you. Like I remember Bleem. I remember selling Bleem. Like Pico are the people that were like, "Oh, there's a pro." Somebody found a prototype of Glover, um, and Bleem tried or not Bleem. Pico tried to take it down because they thought they had ownership. But it's like you own the IP, and like, but you don't. Like people were just uploading it for preservation, and they were trying to take it down or whatever. It was very weird. I, I don't get it. I, feel I don't like, get their business model. I feel like we need to have a song, and it's like, if you want to be my Glover, you got to get on my hands. <laughs> how how many <laughs> decades have you been holding on to that? <laughs> Dude, I've got I've got an archive of bad old jokes, and you just got to find the right opportunity to to play. That's them. right. Now the thing about um, re-releasing uh, Blood, o- Blood Omen, the original one, on a, a new system is the game would be like ten hours shorter because it wouldn't have load times. That's true. That's true. I, I booted that up on my Polymega recently, and I forgot. Like, there's even like a, a pretty substantial load when you're switching screens. Yeah. Like it's just yeah. going in and out of a building. It yeah. loads. Yeah, it's. It's tough to play now, yeah, and it's very dark. So they'd have to they'd have to Doom sixty four it to to brighten it up a little bit. Yeah, but you know um, what? It should be there. We should have Soul Reaver one and two, Legacy of King, Blood Omen, Blood Omen two, like all of that, just one package. Science, yeah, all together. Agreed. Fucking square, but especially since um, none of those other than Defiance and Blood Omen 2, none of them were on the same system. Yeah, that's true. Like, the original Blood Omen was a PlayStation and a PC game, mm-hmm. right? Um, the original Soul Reaver was PlayStation and Dreamcast. Yep. Soul Reaver 2 was PlayStation 2. Was it uh, only PlayStation 2? I thought it came out I on Dreamcast. Think so. Uh, the second one? I thought I don't remember it... the second one coming out on Dreamcast, but maybe it did. I'm gonna look that uh, up. Um, the, I'm already uh, ahead of you, Ken. And then um, uh, Blood Omen 2 was Xbox and PlayStation 2. Yep. So you did get that one on the same system. And then Defiance was Xbox and probably PlayStation 2, but I played it. Full Reaver 2 was PlayStation 2 and Windows only. Oh my god, that, that series Blood Omen is 2. all over the place. Blood Omen yeah. 2, PlayStation 2, Xbox, Windows, GameCube. Oh, um, that's right, there was a GameCube oh, version. Oh yeah, Holy I forgot shit. about that. Defiance was PlayStation, Xbox, Windows. So GameCube only got one... Yeah, randomly. Yeah, some yeah. random game. Dreamcast got one random game. Yeah, so Nintendo got the worst one. Yeah, that's true. That's the only one they got. I, th- I guess PlayStation got the most, by far. Yeah, for sure. Still, those games need to come back. They need to at least be available to play somewhere other than the PC. Because the PC versions of some of those games, like, they don't even have great controller support. So. Yeah. Oh, well. Yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah. Oh, we're still on Anthony, aren't we? Oh, I think he just had Assassin's Creed. I think he's done. Oh, okay, you're done. I'm well, done. Do you, do you want me to go ahead and go? I know you normally introduce me, Ken, but oh no, go ahead. Dude, this is the wombat <laughs> with his video game of the week. <laughs> uh, so speaking of stuff that's old as crap, um, 
I've spent my week when I've had game time playing Dragon Warrior 3 on hey. the NES. What's wrong with that? Okay, you win. So, uh, yeah, I decided, I mentioned last week that I was uh, having an existential crisis about what version to play. And I decided, when in doubt, just play the original. So I'm playing the original on NES. Not the Japanese original, because I don't speak Japanese. But uh, the North American NES original. Um, And that game is like its predecessor, an improvement on the second one, just like the second one was an improvement on the first. Um, There's a lot of sort of cool stuff here for a game that originally came out in Japan in 1988. Um, You've got uh, the... So, you've got a party again. It's not, you know, just a single hero. And um, But instead of the party members being fixed characters in the world like they are in the first game... You actually get your entire party as soon as the game starts, and you can um, pick party members that you want, and you can also create party members um, of any of the, I think, five or six classes um, that are in the game. Um, the It's got a really cool uh, class system in that you can start out with... Um, so, so a pilgrim is the is their version of a healer, like a cleric, um, uh, or a, a mage, a wizard, and uh, you can level them up and level them up and level them up, and they learn a whole bunch of spells. And then when you get them to level twenty, you can change any character in the game to any other class, and they'll retain anything that they've learned up to that point. Mm-hmm. So. You could take a, a pilgrim, the healer, get him up to level thirty some, learn basically all the healing spells that you would want, and then turn them into a soldier. Uh, they do start back at level one again, uh, but if you only do it with one character at a time, uh, you can still fight big enough enemies that you can level them back up pretty quickly, and um, they'll now be able to do damage and wear equipment like a soldier would, but they still know all their healing spells. So you can do some pretty cool stuff with that towards the end of the game. Um, it's the map in this one is actually pretty cool. There's actually uh, spoiler alert for a 30 plus year old game. Um, there's actually two maps in it. There's what they call the dark world, which is uh, spoiler alert, basically the, the map from the original two games. Um, and then there's the, the normal overworld that you spend most of the game in and the normal overworld. If you look at a map of it, it's basically just our world. Like there's North America, South America, Europe, Asia, Africa. Um, and so they've got some place names that are similar to place names in the real world. Like there's an equivalent of Rome and Japan and, uh, England and and that kind of stuff, which is kind of neat. Um, It's a prequel to the first two games, so you're actually playing as uh, the character that the heroes in the first game and the second game are descended from. Um, And you know, other than that, it's it's your dragon, your basic Dragon Quest game. You're looking for um, in this game orbs uh, instead of the crests it was in the second game. You got to travel the world doing a whole bunch of different sort of side quests to collect these orbs. 
so that you can take down the big bad at the end of the game. Um, but yeah, it's uh, very, very good and uh, worth worth a play if you're into uh, old RPGs. Um, the I haven't played the remakes. Um, I will say it has the same problem the other two games have on the NES in that it is um, kind of grindy, although it's better than the second game and infinitely better than the first game uh, with respect to the grind, but it does still have a grind to it. My understanding is the remakes sort of fix that, so it's not as grindy. Um, and you still have to deal with incredibly limited inventory. Um, the good news is they now have a box where you can store stuff in the main, the original town. Um, and most importantly, the biggest quality of life improvement it has over the first two games is you have fast travel. So um, your hero and the mage have a spell called Return. In the original games, that spell would just send you back to whatever uh, town you had most recently saved in. Uh, but in this game, you actually can pick from a list of every town, just about every town you visited. So um, it's fast travel before fast travel was a thing. And um, that makes things much, much easier. Uh, so there's some some quality of life improvements here compared to the first two games in the series. But um, yeah, I'm I'm really enjoying this run through these games. I I had obviously I had played the first game uh, when I was a kid and had a lot of nostalgia attached to it. So, um, but I hadn't played the other ones other than you know I played Dragon Quest VIII um, and uh, I played. 11 obviously although i haven't finished it yet um so it's nice going back through these older games um especially the ones on the nes because even though there's a lot of improvements they're still graphically very much like the original game which means even though i'm in the third game of the series that i haven't played before it's still pretty nostalgia heavy for me because the um the graphics look obviously a lot like the first game so um so after I finish this, it'll be on to four, uh, although I'll probably take a break because um, by the time I finish this, I'll, it'll probably be getting pretty close to Horizon launch. So, um, And that'll be what I'm spending my time on at that point. All right. And that's it. I didn't play anything else. I mean, so. that's a big game. So It's a big game, yes. It's crazy. So Anthony thought he was playing an old game. <laughs> and Wombat said, hold my beer. Hold my beer. <laughs> All right. Um, well, I guess I, I can talk about one of the big games, uh, finally. Which I wish Drew was here. I think he's played more. So what happened was I got two big games for review, and I was kind of trying to juggle them. And I just couldn't keep up with it. So they sent us another code for Dying Light. I sent that over to Drew. He's going to hammer through that while I focus on the other game. So I played... You know, a pretty substantial amount of Dying Light. Um, but I'll get to that in a second. I'm going to go through. So I'm also playing Power Slave, which I can't talk about. Uh, and I, I'm also playing Stranger's Wrath, which is hitting Xbox and PlayStation 4 next week. Uh, but I won't I won't talk about that. <clears throat> I will talk about these other indie games I checked out. I checked out Dreamscaper, which is on Game Pass. Um, it's kind of like a, a top-down... Um, like action RPG where you've got like a melee attack, you've got like a ranged attack, 
Uh, and the premise of the game is like you're in these dream sequences, and that's kind of how it delves out its roguelike stuff. Is like you fall into a dream, you go through these dungeons, you need to finish the dungeon, uh, and then if you die, you start back over, that kind of deal. It, it plays fine. Um, I don't know that I would say that it's it's got like a hook that keeps you playing. Like roguelike games are so hard that if you don't have a hook, like the gameplay being like just superb, like it just, I, I don't enjoy the genre anyway, but if you don't pull that part of it, then I don't really get back into it as much. So, uh, the next game is Dynabomb, which if you looked at it, like in a picture or something, you'd be like, oh, this looks like a Mega Man clone and it is totally not. It's like a mobile game and it's really just like, here's a set of 25 levels, solve this level, move to the next level, solve this level, move to the next level. And it just... I don't know. It's it it's fine. It's just not great. Another mobile port is Crocs World Construction Kit 2, which is just Crocs World, uh, which is also a mobile game. It's just a pretty, you know, straightforward platforming game. But this one has like level creation. Um, I will say that like trying to go online and find levels for this thing is it's a pretty barren wasteland. But you know, it's fine. It's nothing to write home about. Uh, the Sealed Ampule is is the latest from Playism, and it is a like grid-based action game where you're going through a dungeon, you fight enemies, you collect um, like upgrade pieces, and then you go back. This game is very fan servicey. You go back to the girl's room and like you can talk to her and things like that. It's, it's yeah. Uh, and then I played Webbed which is a spider-based 2D side-scrolling platformer. And that game is actually kind of rad. Like, you can press the right bumper to spin your web and swing around. You can build bridges with your web. And also, the spider has fucking lasers that he can shoot enemies with. And it's got, like, this pixel art style, and it plays really well. And I think it's a, it's a, it's kind of a rad little game. Uh, but it's if you're afraid of... Crow. Yeah, you, you shoot the crow with the lasers. Can you go back to the spider's bedroom afterwards and talk to him? No, unfortunately, you are... no. You cannot. No. Uh, but it is a rescue. So, like, the game starts off with you and your boyfriend, um, like, spinning a web together and running through the forest. The crow steals your boyfriend. You gotta go, you gotta go rescue him. So that's, that's the premise of the game. I've seen this uh, only in, like, screenshots that were, like, probably not, like, blown up. Uh, I'm looking at their Steam page. Holy shit, the spider's adorable. Yeah, no, the 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 visuals on it are really good, and it plays really well. So if if she's you don't doing... have a spider phobia, this is a game to play. She's doing the little dance where they put the legs up in the air. Yeah, you can and hold the left it. left trigger and they dance. What's the name she... of this game again? Webbed. 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 Yep. Okay. It's a cool game. I ain't gonna lie, it's a cool game. Uh, and most of my time has been spent playing Horizon, uh, but I can't talk about that till not next week. Um, I'll have to check the time because I think the embargo is the fourteenth, so that would be the episode for next week. But I don't know what time I'd have to hold it till to talk about it. Uh, so I'll look into that. But I did play a handful of hours of Dying Light Two, and. Hold on, can I 
from from how you've described it, it sounds like your response is, huh. I mean, yeah. And, and and when I say I've played a handful of hours, that really kind of speaks to the issues that I have with the game. So if you played the first game, you know that it's probably one of the more interesting zombie-style uh, video games that have come along in, in quite a while. And it's an old game at this point. I had forgotten how old that first game actually is. That's 2014? I mean, it was it was a while back. I'm pretty sure it's 2014. Yeah, it's it's like probably February. yeah, it's probably quite a bit old. Um, and and what was good, what was neat about it was that it had a really good movement system in the parkour system. Um, it had yeah, so seven years old. It came out in twenty fifteen, so it's seven years old. It had like this day night cycle that was and during the day you'd run around, you'd do your collectathon. Uh, you'd kill zombies, you'd progress the story. Then at nighttime... You, you would use the zombies as, like... Because they were all that generic... You just push them to zombie. the side. Yeah. yeah, you literally just push... You're right, you just push them. You could smash them into pieces, but yeah, like you could just push them aside because they were slow and kind of... Uh, zombies. Yeah. So it was and like... Then at nighttime... The guy it's... would come over the radio. Good night and good luck. Yeah, and the nighttime in that game, like there, there's a there's a handful of games that you can count on one hand where the night is truly a terror, and Dying Light was one of those games. And it was just an interesting concept, an interesting take on like the open world games and zombie genre games. So when they started talking about the second one, you know, it was exciting. It's like, all right, well, we're gonna get a bigger, badder version of this, and really, we just got a bigger version of the first game so Dying Light 2 suffers from the fact that it wants to be like the longest game in history I know there was the tweet oh it'll take you 500 hours to do everything yeah there's a lot of stuff you can do in this game and truly the the tutorial is just is just painstakingly long um and it it goes through everything you can do. So everything in the first game is back. The crafting, the weapon system, the the colored loot, the the day night time cycles. Um, and then they throw in, you know, these things called windmills where you can climb and unlock new areas in the second game. And and nighttime is no longer just like, oh, this is a good place for you to to kind of grind the harder zombies. There are now events that only happen at night, um, and there are multiple ones. That you can go do. Um, the upgrade tree is enormous, and they really slow down your progression by, you know, like in the first game, your your parkour leveled up gradually, like it was never not fun, and then became fun. In Dying Light Two, the parkour at the beginning is painful. Like your stamina allows you to climb like two rungs, and then you're you're. I'm sorry. Hold on. Hold on. Stamina. Yeah. You have to have that stamina. Is not a, that is not a thing. That is new. Yes. So when you're climbing, why? you have a stamina what? bar. And at the beginning of the game, I fell so many times because I okay. ran out of stamina. Can I just say that no game is made better by a stamina bar? None. Like, no. you want to know, Ryan had an issue with the breaking weapons in... in I have an issue with the stamina. Now, I get it. 
with with the Zelda like climbing, yes, sure, like stamina, but he can't run all the time because he runs out of stamina. It's like fucking it's this constant thing where it's like every game fucking needs one apparently. Are you sure I, there I wasn't stamina it. in the first game with the combat? Uh combat maybe, but not not climbing. Okay, because I know that the standard like, bar in the second one is is combat and climbing. There's a there's a blue bar that you um, can upgrade for the. For if, the... If, if let me put it this way, if there was a dying light, if there's a stamina bar in the original dying light, it doesn't give you anything. Like it doesn't cause any problems. You don't fall. You might have to run slower. Um, I okay, fall. Yeah. So there is. Sorry. Sorry. There is, in fact, so apparently there is a, but it is only running. You don't fall. Oh, yeah, I definitely fell. I fell in the tutorial, like, there's a, you know, in a parkour game, there's always a tutorial at the beginning where you're chasing somebody, like, hey, follow me, and and you fall. Like, I fell twice during that. Because I was, like, I was looking for the next rung to jump to, and I didn't see it right away, and it literally only gives you enough stamina to perfectly do the climb. So, in, in the first game, it was combat. Which you are correct. I totally forgot about combat having the swinging of uh, the weapon um, and stamina while running, but it's the sprinting that causes the that the stamina drop, not the climbing. And like that's where I'm like, I just don't understand that. It's kind of like when Ukulele did it too. I, I don't just don't do that. Oh, also, did it's I mention fun. that like the slide is an upgrade that you get way later in the game? Get the, the, I, I can't recall. <laughs> So there, that's the thing. I've heard a lot of people talk about the the skill tree. The yeah. skill tree in the first game definitely had some combat mechanics that were hidden behind that, and it did have a couple of um of like the parkour aspects locked off. I want to say if the slide was part of it, it was like the first thing you unlocked, um, or like really early on, and. I know that at one point that is how um, you can get the grapple hook early. Yeah, but no. I don't recall it being an issue ever. They like it just made things easier. It didn't bar you out of scenarios, other than like again the grappling hook, which is a either a story aspect or a a leveling up aspect. But the first upgrade you get is a higher jump. And it's so imperative that you have that higher jump. I cannot believe that it's like a like a teachable moment in that game. Your it's, leg muscles are now super strong. Yeah, so like and and gaining points to upgrade is it's a slog, man. Like at first I was excited because it does the um the more you do something, the more experience you get. So, like, as you're jumping through the city, you can see, like, these little numbers ticking up, like... The Elder Scrolls method. Yeah, so, like, you'll see this little, like, um, like a foot with a wing on it, and that's telling you that it's upgrading your parkour, like, you're getting parkour XP. And then when you fight enemies, it'll give you, like, combat XP, and then you can use those for the two trees. But my god, it takes forever to level those up. Um, you can find what are called inhibitors, which are basically like upgrade uh, points. But in order to get those, you got to run special missions, and most of them take place at night. 
if I remember. Um, at nighttime now, the chases are also uh, events, and they're leveled. So, like, as you're being chased, it'll say, chase level 1 out of 4, chase level 2 out of 4. And basically, you're just running and doing parkour to get away from the enemy. Um, very early on in the game, they also introduce a mechanic that I'm also not a fan of, which is the what I like to call the Far Cry 2 mechanic, where you get something that is that is constantly, it, you know, hurting your character that you have to you have to manage. <laughs> so, I don't know if I want to stay spoiler or not, but there's a reason why the game is called Dying Light 2. Stay human. I just I just leave it at that. Because I don't I don't know how sensitive people are to spoilers about a fucking zombie game, but whatever. Um, but yeah, you have to manage that. Um, and then there's just the story, which is like this huge open world city with all these different factions that you can go and you can side with. You can do these side missions. Uh, like I said, there are windmill towers that you can climb. There there are platform puzzles that you use to unlock different areas of the map. That sounds, outside of the platforming, the bunch of factions sounds just like Far Cry 2. I bet they're all not good people. I mean, nobody in these post-apocalyptic zombie-infested worlds are good people. And I'm going to be real honest with you, I am not digging the story, like, at all. Like, they they keep having these, like, flashbacks to when Aiden was a child, and you learn kind of how he became what he is. And they're just not that interesting. Like, I haven't found interesting characters in this game. And even Aiden. Yeah, go ahead. What? How does this relate to the first game? Like, is there any connection? He's he's he was a pilgrim, and they're in a zombie world. Like that's it's the same main character. Yeah, no, it's Aiden. No, no, that that Aiden Pierce is um. Uh, Watchdogs. Wait you play a as. Give me a second. What's his name? Um, Kyle Crane is the main character. Why do they keep in calling the first Aiden? game? Because it's not the same person. I can. But is it voiced by Roger? Craig? Yeah. The both characters are voiced by the same dude. Yes, but they're not the same character apparently. What the fuck? I couldn't have told you the dude's name from the first game to save my life. I just knew he was voiced by Roger Craig Smith. Yeah, they call him Crane. And in the second game, you're playing as a different character, but he's voiced by the same... What the fuck is wrong with people? I... This game is a... I don't know what the fuck this game is anymore. Like, you're describing something that's not... I swear to God it was the same person just because of the voice. I can't remember all these video game protagonist names that I never see. So, it is, according to Wikipedia, it is set 22 years after Dying Light and stars a new protagonist named Aiden Caldwell. Okay. Okay, so, so, um... I am reading more of this. I don't like this. So, the first game... Uh, the first game was really good because it was like a conspiracy that you have accidentally ended up in. Like, you were part of the conspiracy, but because you botched an, a parachute uh, jump, like, you were bitten 
and now have to just blend in with survivors and you're talking to these people on the outside world who are sort of um uh manipulating the events within and it's fascinating that way because you're you're legitimately trying to survive, so you're trying to help these people who are also in this shitty predicament. Um, but you're also trying to do the job that you were sent to do, and that was really interesting. I don't give a shit if, like, the story is this is just how things are now. Like he's trying to find um, the... he's trying to find his sister is like the main crux of the beginning of the game. And that's why you keep it's seeing it. these flashbacks to them in this like facility, which I don't want to spoil too much about what's going on there. But like they're in this facility and they're doing testing on kids. Of course, there. This this feels very like we needed a sequel, so let's just write something. Again, the stories in these games aren't really why I'm here. Like I wasn't there for the know, story in the first game. It was, I, a, it was a nice. It was, it was a nice catalyst. Cooling. Yeah. Um, it's funny because Terrence and I were talking about um, Days Gone, and like Days Gone worked because the character is there during the outbreak, and it's only a couple of years later. Um, I can't, I can't think like, of Days Gone without thinking about the "Ride Me Like Your Motorcycle" line. Uh, <laughs> Some things are better forgotten. Ken. Why I can't forget me? that 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 stands out to me so much. The, I don't know. Just the more I like all the nightmares of like the the development cycle of this game, um, and the weird changes that they seem to have made to it, and like the really weird leveling up system. The fact, the fact. I know this is really really lame because I like the. Um, composer that they have working on this, which is uh, Livier. I don't know how to pronounce that. That was yeah, you nailed it, fucking nailed but it. But the guy that did the "Remember Me" soundtrack and the "Streets of Rage 4 soundtrack and the soundtrack to um, "Greedfall," um, like "Plague Tale Innocence," Chernobyl, like like "Vampire," that's all him. Get even, that guy. Um, he's the one that's doing the composer on this one, but the fucking first game's soundtrack by, uh, Paolo Blasiak, I believe is how you pronounce his last name. Um, fuck, it was so good, that weird synth, like, John Carpenter, like, synth music. Had kind of an 80s horror vibe to it. Oh, that first game is, like, the first game is perfect because like I'm not I wasn't a I didn't like horror games and that game was the perfect balance for me to get in. Yeah, I don't I don't think and this like, game is going to be this this game is something I think like Wombat would be into because there's just so much to do in it and it's like there's so many pieces to unravel. There's and... so much to do in the first game. But no, like, no, not this game like... makes the first game look tiny. Uh, I don't know if that's a good thing. That first game's a lot too. No, that first game is a lot, um, but it's not overwhelming like this game is. This game is, like, that is the best word I would use to describe it as overwhelming. It took me, I think, three hours to get to the open world. And once you get to the open world, it's just like, here's all this. It's like Assassin's Creed map style shit. Like, here is all this stuff you can go do. And, like, they're still popping tutorials constantly. This is a new trend. I don't know if you've noticed this with video games. 
where like when you encounter a new kind of thing that you do, it pops up a screen with like three screens and it says, here's this new mechanic. Here is a three paragraphs of text about it. You know, deal with it. Does it show you three? So when you say three, is it like three panels, like across? Yeah. And then they have like little pictures underneath or little videos underneath. Yeah. That, oh, that yeah, kind I've of, yeah. Those. Like, yeah. Those fucking suck. That, that is constant in dying light. And also fire the motherfucker that is still building main menus with a fucking movable cursor with the left analog stick. <laughs> Knock that shit off. Like, I don't, I don't want that shit in my video Assassin's games. Assassin's Creed Origins does the same thing. All the Assassin's like, that, Creed games do it. Destiny does it. It's fucking terrible. Destiny was the one that I remembered it happening yes. on, and I went, whoa. Don't do that shit. Up, down, up, down. That's all you need to move through the menus in a and, fucking and like, title screen. Well, you know, for PC, yeah, PC has fucking buttons, too. Yeah, PC has buttons. And just make it, just make it work. Just use the D-pad, motherfucker. Anyway, um, yeah, I don't. You don't love it. I don't love it. I would like to play co-op with people, but I don't think anybody's gonna get into this because that was that was what made the first game super fun was playing with other people. Oh yeah. And I just don't. The thing is, is you've got to go through the fucking prologue to get. <laughs> to the open world to play with other people and it's just like man once you get the upgrades the game becomes fun but man they're locked behind so much gameplay before you get them the first game stops being a horror game when you're playing in co-op absolutely (laughs) because you can just turn around and beat those fast zombies to death yeah and then in this game obviously you've got to manage your I'll just say you get this little bracelet and the bracelet keeps track of things and if it goes bad then you gotta get in some light and and heal up just to sell people in the first game um, like there's a moment where I took a swing at a zombie and it screamed like a normal person and I went what? and then the zombie attacked like the game's AI was really good that first game is incredible and they're still supporting it you should probably just go play that one if you haven't. Oh, the bridge mission. The bridge mission at night. Oh god, that you was see that the was zombies below, and it's just like ah. Oh, you hear the bridge, like the sound design in that first game was so good. Like when you're on that bridge and you're climbing up top, and you hear it creaking, and you hear the wind blowing the bridge back and, and forth. And it's raining, and it's dark, and you're just like, fuck this. Man, that first game was so good. I, I'm really disappointed that the sequel is not. I have a feeling a lot of people that worked on that first game aren't there anymore. Like, I can't confirm. I'd have to do some research to confirm my, my suspicion, but it's just like, it's such a long time in between. I'll tell you what, though. This game sold, like, fucking crazy. Did it? Well, listen, I'm not, like, upset that, like, Techland does well. Like, no, 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 no. Their their tech is very good. Like, the game is, is a sound video Techland game. Techland is very good? Yeah, tech's, you know, Techland's tech. Techland tech. Um, but I saw the sales numbers from Friday because the game launched on Friday, and it's up there, man. It's a lot. This game did really, really well. I'm I'm happy also for helps. them. I just man, it's weird. It also helps being the first game, you know, like the first big game the f- of the year. You mean? Yeah, yeah. It's also yeah, it's also ready for something. Yeah, yeah, you're right. But like, goddamn. What isn't in February, you know? <laughs> yeah. 
You yeah, but if you moved that, if you moved Dying Light from now till after those games, I don't think it does as well. No, probably not, unless you put it in that window where like there's nothing coming out, like May or June or something like that. Like you put it anywhere else, it doesn't do very well. February has like become almost second Christmas for video games, and it's clear. Because I mean, we've got this this week. We've got Horizon, I think, next week. Then you got Elden Ring. You got King of Fighters. Like, there's a ton of shit coming out in February. Sifu is launching today, as we talk about this. That game is out, which we have a review for up on the site. Go read it. Um, Terrence really loved that game. It, and he made a video review, which we might be doing some more of those in the future. And, and I'm going to post that probably tomorrow. And his video review made me want to play that game, although he talks about how fucking hard it is, and it makes me like not want to play that game. So I don't know. That game looks rad as shit, though. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna start the petition for uh, easy mode for Sifu. Can I do that? Can I start that hashtag on Twitter? No. Okay. I'm not with you on that. No. I like easy modes in video games. I'm I'm fucking too old to get good. Sorry. But yeah. No. That's uh. That's something I played this week. It's not what I played the most of. I can't can't talk about that for another week. So uh but that's it. That's all I got. So now we're going to talk about what is coming out this week, which it's a there's a couple things that kind of jumped out to me on these lists. Uh we'll start with the Series X and PlayStation 5 stuff. Uh, we've got the, I think it's the last expansion for Far Cry 6, the Joseph. Um, yeah, that'd be the last of them, at least of the three villains. That yeah, because yeah. Blood Dragon's already out, the three villains are, are now out, and the Rambo and Danny Trejo ones are out. So I think this is it, right? I don't think they I announced I want to say anymore. you're right, yeah. Yeah, I don't think they announced any more DLC for Far Cry 6, so this is probably the last pack. Um, Ali Ali World is out this week, which we have also have a review up on the side for Drew Review Daddy seemed to really enjoy it. Uh, I think it's on Game Pass. So I wish I liked the Ali Ali games. Me too. I've tried both of the first two, and I just couldn't get My into man. them. Yeah, I don't. I was like, yep, this ain't for me. And I love Tony Hawk. That's the other weird thing. Uh, I liked so there was a, there was a little game in WarioWare the first one that you could unlock where it was nine volt skateboarding and you had like time jumps and stuff. And I was like, yeah, this looks cool. And then I tried Ollie Ollie world or Ollie Ollie. And I was like, yeah, I don't really care for this. Yeah. Um, I wish I liked Ollie Ollie world or all the Ollie Ollie games, but I just, I don't know. Uh, besiege, uh, break. Go ahead. I've played besiege. That's, um, you build like, tools to siege it's um, coming to game pass so i'm gonna try it out but i don't even know what it, it is the yeah it's a physics game where you have to build machines that destroy buildings so i'll probably enjoy it for like an hour and then never play it again. you i don't even think you'll enjoy it that long did you is that the part that you walked away from banjo kazooie nuts and bolts and was like this but a full fucking game built off of that without the platforming oh no i played probably about 10 to 12 hours of Banjo-Kazooie Nuts and Bolts. I enjoyed building 
I enjoyed building and then being able to drive them around. Yes. But not... You don't really kind of... You, you do drive it around, but it's not the same. It's, it was more fun to watch people that were really good at Besiege um, make some really out there shit on how to kill people. Hmm. Yeah. Well, like I said, I'll, it's on Game Pass, so I'll try it out. Uh, the next in the Recharged series, Breakout Recharged, is out this week. I might pick that one up. Like, I wasn't killing on the Centipede, the Millipede, um, but Breakout is my jam. I love a good game of Breakout, so... Uh, Crossfire X is finally out this week. I'm so confused what's available on Game Pass for this game, so I guess I'm just going to have to wait till it comes out, because the only thing I want to play in Crossfire X is the campaign mode. I have zero interest in jumping online in that game. So... If that's the part that's not in Game Pass, I guess maybe I won't play it, but we'll see when it launches. Uh, Edge of Eternity is finally coming out. That's that um, uh, JRPG style that's like very similar to like the old Final Fantasies. Like, sorry, not the old Final Fantasies. They're old now, but like the PS2 era Final Fantasies. So, uh, Kung Fu Kickball. Uh, Nape Retroverse Collection, whatever the hell that is. Uh, Unbound Worlds Apart and Ziggurat 2. I remember the first Ziggurat. It was an interesting game. Uh, PlayStation 5, a lot of the same stuff, but we do have Sifu dropping this week. Uh, El Gancho. And that's that's it for the new consoles. Let's take a look at PS4 and Xbox One. We've got a lot of the same stuff. A lot of the same stuff. We have Power Slave Exhumed. Uh, Rise of the Third Power. Oddworld Stranger's Wrath HD. And Scott Fold Shrouded Insanity. So, that is... I'm, I'm glad that that actually is coming out this week and not just like a physical release that week. Those are, That's a weird-ass series that... Um, I, one of them's a Metroidvania. Uh, yeah. So what? what which one is it? Uh, Shrouded Insanity. Shrouded Insanity. So it's like a sort of like bird's eye view or Zelda looking, but it's it's Dark Souls, but with like a Castlevania sort of aesthetic, which I guess is Dark Souls. Really, why the fuck would I say that? Um, and then like there's Usurper. And Into the Fray, and Moonless Night, and Night's End. These are all PC games. And one of them plays by Castlevania. And, like, I think it's one guy <laughs> that makes them. They're pretty impressive. I'm going to take a look at this now that you're talking about it. Okay, so the artwork is like, very Bloodborne-y, very Dark Souls-y. But if you look at the official artwork, it's always very Castlevania. Oh, yeah, like this picture of this dude sitting in the throne looks like fucking Alucard. Yeah. Wow. One of them's like a twin stick shooter. So is is this Dark Soulsy or is this like Castlevania? So uh Shrouded Insanity is like Dark Soulsy but 2D. Oh, so I'm out, unfortunately. It's a, like here's the description. Uh survival horror game inspired by Resident Evil 1, Dark Souls, Internal Darkness. I've only played the Castlevania one of these series, so um set an alternative historical setting of eighteen ninety seven Jalk Empire of Britannia. Blah, 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 blah. Um, I mean, it looks cool. This is the cool. first part of the Scout Fold game series. 
just trying to figure out if like I, I mean if you want Ken I can I have the PC version because uh, I bought like the whole series because it was dirt cheap and I can let you know uh, yeah it, it may be in my indie pack this week so we'll see okay well uh, I'll let you know regardless I'll install it yeah now. definitely let me know because if it's like Castlevania like if it's just a side-scrolling action game I'm totally into it I'm totally so th- playing a game the first one is not the first one is top-down well, I but mean, this like... one coming out this week. No, that one is the top-down one. Uh, not from the screenshots I'm looking at. Crowded Insanity? Yeah, it looks like it's a side-scroller. No. I'm looking Shrouded at... In... Yeah, I'm looking at screenshots. It looks like a side-scroller. It definitely does not look like... It, it looks like a side-scroller to me. I, maybe I'm wrong. That's Shrouded Insanity right there. Yeah, it looks like a side scroller. Is that not a side scroller? It's, it's 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 like a Zelda game. I don't know how many times I can say it. It's like a Zelda game. It's top down, sort of like angled, but it's oh okay. So you move all... up and down, left and right. I got yes, you. yes. Okay. Sorry, there yeah, is the another one though. This looks like literally it's side scroller. Hold on, let me see here. This is the one that uh, I picked up the bundle for. This is Serper, and that is the side scrolling one. Yeah, it's really hard to tell the difference between the two. <laughs> Because, well, I mean, you know what? G- give some credit to the guy, the one guy that made it. Um, all of them are consistent and different types of games. Like, the art style is consistent throughout. Okay. Well, if, if it's in the indie games, I'll check it out. Otherwise, let me know if it's cool. Yeah. Uh, Xbox, a lot of the same games are coming out as well. But we also have Ammo Pigs, Cocked and Loaded. Because why not? Uh, I think that's the only new game on there that's not on the other list. So let's go to the Switch. Whew. Alright, I gotta I gotta dig in because these lists are always long. We got Jumping Helix Ball, uh Mania Fish, Pirates Gold, Heroes of Le- Heroes of Loot 2, Unstrong Legacy, Death End Request 2. Alright. Home Sheep Home Farmageddon Parmia- Party Edition Code in a Box Edition. Um, the code <laughs> in the box. Uh, <laughs> uh, YouTuber's Life 2, Zoria, the Celestial Sisters, Action Arcade Wrestling, which is really cool. Uh, it was out on PS4 and Xbox a while back. It's, it's a cool game. Uh, Backbone, uh, Letters, a Written Adventure. Shocking. Uh, About an Elf, Blips, Castle Morahisa, Cellular Harvest, Death Park, Derpy Conga, (laughs) (laughs) Dino Galaxy Tennis, I kind of want to play that, whatever the fuck that is, Uh, Eglia Rebirth, Grapple Dog, Inua, A Story of Ice and Time, uh, Kingdom Hearts HD 2.8 Final Chapter Prologue Cloud Version Kingdom Hearts 1.5 Plus 2.5 Remix Cloud Version Spend all your fucking money on the fucking things That you don't get to keep Kingdom Hearts 3 Plus Remind Cloud Version And Kingdom Ugh. Hearts Integra Masterpiece for Cloud Fuck, uh, those, fuck all those names I hate the Kingdom Hearts naming conventions I'm not even halfway through this day uh, Kittens and Yarn, Noel, The Mortal Fate, 
sung to the tune of Peaches and Cream. <laughs> Kittens and yarns. <laughs> Sorry. Boy, boy, digging out a president of the United States of America reference is, is a little rough no, in our, no, the year of our no, Lord, 2022. No, 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 no. No, that's peaches. Oh, sorry. What's peaches and cream? <laughs> peaches and peaches and cream is by 112. Who the fuck is 112? An R&B group from the early 2000s. Okay, I don't know what the fuck that is. <laughs> Okay, so I looked up Dirty Actually, Conga. Probably late nineties. Fuck. Oh, I've, sorry. I have looked up Derpy Conga because that name was something. It is a. I'm, I'm going to say it's like a 3D platformer, sort of. But the idea is that you are slowly getting more people holding hands in a chain and using like the chain. So not only do you have to navigate the chain through the level. Because once they're attached, I don't think they can unattach. And then using them to for- make formations to solve puzzles. Like, I watched them loop into a circle around a tree and then pull themselves back and then shoot all of them across a ridge once the tree snapped back. I mean, we're only one I'm... step removed from the Human Centipede video game, right? No, that's <laughs> that's a, that's clearly like um, a Tamagotchi sim. Oh, come on. Oh. Uh, you had to feed them. <laughs> what if it was a Pokemon simulator and the tagline was got to snatch them all? You know. Are you glad with the nothing you got there? <laughs> That's what I expect. It would have been funnier if I said got to snack them all, but you know. Anyway, I'm moving on. I actually think that might have been a tagline on on like Pokemon treats that were sold back in the nineties. What was that crazy game that came out from Bandai Namco where you were just tasked with eating everything? Um, you know what I'm talking about, right? Where the old man's like, "Go eat it, go eat all the fucking shit," you know? Are you sure it was Bandai Namco? I thought it was. <laughs> I'm just going to type it. over there. It's like, what, what? Yeah, hold on. Hold on. Uh, I'm going to type where... in, old man says go eat all the shit in your uh, Google search bar. <laughs> game where you eat all the shit. It's like, you, it's, like it's, it's, it's very like colorful and god damn it. I think it was on the Wii. Uh, I have no idea what you're talking about. It was literally like the old man. It, it reminded me of Katamari, where you had like this overseer person. And it was this like old man. He's like, go eat all this stuff, and like the more stuff you ate, the bigger you got. And oh man, what the hell was that game? The, hold on, the Munchables. Is it the Munchables? You are like free roaming 3D platforming game. Uh, yes, yes, this is it. And it's, it's fucking Wii. Bandai Namco. What? I told How you. How the fuck did you remember the Munchables? I fucking. I told you. I what knew. a weird. No, that's the weirdest pull I think I heard anybody's <laughs> had in a long time. That remember that Wii game? No. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Do I have to track it down now? Clearly. Clearly. Um, alright, where was I? What was the last game I said? I don't even fucking remember. Was it Kittens and Yarn? Yes. And Yarn? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. 
Oh, oh man. Now, now there's going to be a whole bunch of people go out and look up peaches and cream by 112. I think there was a version that had Snoop on it too. So, I mean, what isn't Snoop on, truthfully? Truthfully. I mean, he's going to be at no Super Bowl. No big show anymore. He's going to be at Super Bowl next week. It's true. Yeah. All right. Uh, Ocean's Heart, whatever that is. Uh, there's some good ones on here, but well, well, Wombat, let's go back. Uh, Pajama Sam and Pajama Sam 2. Pajama Sam, no need to hide when it's dark outside. And Pajama Sam 2, thunder and lightning aren't so frightening. Crazy how all these PC games from the mid to early 90s are getting a comeback. And so many games that deserve a comeback as well. I was going to say, we get Pajama Sam, but we don't get Legacy of Kane. It's fucking injustice right. in we the need, world. We need the, we need the Eagle Eye Adventures to come back. Talk about a deep pull. There's a deep pull. That is a deep pull. Uh, I I don't know Pajama Sam. Like I I was never the person that played that. I, I remember people playing it. That was just never my thing. Yeah, the big red PC boxes, baby. Bring them back. Uh, Perpetuum uh, Mobile. Is that how you say that? Perpetuum. I don't know how you say that. Uh, more big red box. We got Putt Putt Saves the Zoo. Play that. Uh, Retro Bowl. This game has piqued my interest. So this game looks like... This is, the, if, is this the football game? Yes. That's what this, this is? This is the game I told you about months ago. Yeah, but it was on the phone. Now it's on the Switch. Okay. Now well, I play it's it. It's awesome. Yeah, it's uh, it's coming to Switch. So I'm I'm down for this. I don't know how well it will work on the Switch. Because uh, the mechanic is almost like Angry Birds in terms of throwing the football. So we'll have to see how they play that out on the Switch. Huh. Well, I might check it out. It's probably cheap. It's probably like five bucks or something. Oh, I'm sure it is. Uh, Spy Fox in Dry Cereal. Um, Sword of Ellipsia. Valus, the Phantasm Soldier Collection. Welcome to Elk. I have a... I have a weird question because I'm not. I've never played a Valus game, but I know that they went into like porn. Does that collection include the weird porn shit that was like after? I mean, it's on the Switch. So he wants to buy it. What? Because uh... if so, you want to buy it? No, I'm more curious of like, do people know that it contains the weird porn shit? If it does, like, I've seen people be like, "Oh, I'm glad Valus is back." I'm like, Valus went places. <laughs> Valus was on Turbo Graphics PC Engine back in the day, and then um, got some Genesis games too. Yeah, this I, I don't know if this got is it a it is a collection, right? So the Phantom Soldier collection was there more than one Phantom Soldier? Oh. I'm looking at the screenshots. I don't see no porn. I just see the old side scroller like Valus one through four. I don't know. I don't know what's in it. I know Limited Run Games is doing it. Uh, physical release. So could very well include the porn games. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, are you going to buy Plumbers Don't Wear Ties when it comes out on the no, Switch? You know, fucking the fact that people at that at Limited Run was like, Josh, why are you doing this? Is still... Dude, that... <sighs> I remember playing Plumbers Don't Wear Ties when it came out. Okay? And... The only reason that game sold is because kids were like, ooh, I get to see boobies. And there's, like, not any in it. Like, no, it, like, you get to see cleavage. In, a butt. And I only know that from the, uh, 
angry video game. Well, there's also video. the code to take away the black bars, but then you just see the butts. And it, most of them are men's, isn't it? Yeah, because the dude's taking yeah, a shower. Fucking, yeah. Uh, um, but it's all just JPEGs. Everyone, it's very low-res JPEGs. Everyone in that... I'm not going to call it a game, because it's not... Everybody in that should feel ashamed. I mean, yeah. Shame. So ring the bell walking down the street. Shame. Shame. Uh, all right. Blackberry Honey. Uh, Grand Theft Auto, the trilogy, the definitive edition. <clears throat> Finally coming to Switch. Blackberry Honey absolutely sounds like it would be a folksy country song released in 2014. See, in my head, it was like, Blackberry Honey. <laughs> Blackberry Honey. Blackberry Honey. That's what that's what's going on in my head. Uh, Pendula Swing, The Complete Journey, uh, Pinball Frenzy, and Word Chef. Those are your video games coming out. Almost. I, I, I don't. I don't know what it is about my life that makes me instantly connect everything to a song. But as soon as you said Word Chef, I immediately started singing that to the Love Shack song. <laughs> Word Chef. <laughs> <laughs> Word chef, baby. Yep. I mean, music is is timeless. We can't. It's true. All right. Uh, it's news time. I got a late entry that's going to make Anthony's eyes roll so far in the back of his head he can't stand himself. Uh, Overwatch Two might be sooner than you think. Uh, Corey... Sound like a threat. <laughs> Hold on. The the, the I'm. <laughs> I uh. I'm, my eyes aren't gonna roll. I just don't. I don't think it's gonna be good. Well, here's the thing. So they're like, and the people like really pay attention to this kind of stuff. So there's a server number on Battle.net, and there's a dev server for Overwatch, and it updated to 2.0 uh, in the past week, which means there's a version of Overwatch 2 on Battle.net. So people are thinking there's a beta coming soon. We do have the six-year anniversary of the game coming up in May, which just reminded me that I've been playing this game for six years. Uh, and supposedly this year's Overwatch League will be played in Overwatch 2, so it's looking more and more like we're going to get a bunch of Overwatch 2 news very soon. I promise it's the last time I'll talk about the Microsoft first-party IP Overwatch during the show, which is still a weird thing for me to say. Man, I, I totally blacked out there for a minute. Yacht Club Games uh, did their um, direct, quote-unquote, this week, and they announced a new game, which looks like a very spiritual successor. Like, Shovel Knight was like a Mega Man kind of inspired game. Their next game, Mina the Hollower, looks like Link's Awakening. It looks good. No, nothing? Nobody? Nope. Nothing. They did promise that Shovel Knight is not in it, though. So there is that. Which I think will make the first video game since 2017 that Shovel Knight has not been in. So. I'm surprised Anthony doesn't have anything to say about this. It is the 25th anniversary. What's that? Am I, am I losing my mind? Is Anthony just gone? 
He's on mute, it appears. Oh, okay. I guess he doesn't have anything to say. Final Fantasy I said... don't. Okay. I don't have anything to say. I, I, like, I feel like I'm just I, like hanging here and waiting for to have uh, a conversation. Man, what and do you want me talking. to say? Like the, the the hey, successful company is kickstarting another game. Well, they're not. Well, they have a Kickstarter, but the game's already funded. They're just using the Kickstarter for other shit. I don't know what it was. That that seems weird. I'm not gonna. That hundred percent. That seems weird. And like, okay, how far away is the game? You know, like I. I'm at the point in in life. This is not even just them. It's just like, just don't even tell me a game is coming. Just just put the game out. I'm I'm good. Speaking of games that are never coming out, Final Fantasy VII uh, is now celebrating its 25th anniversary, and the developers have promised that there will be news about Part Two by the end of the year. Again, nobody cares. Uh, Warcraft is getting a mobile title later this year. You want to play Warcraft on your phone? If it's uh good, I'll play it. Well, I mean, I guess we'll find out. That's their next mobile endeavor. Warcraft. Did that Diablo game ever actually come out, or is it still in beta? Nope. Nope. Not that I'm aware of. Okay. I'm just curious, because I know there was a lot of talk about that game, and then there was zero talk about that game, so... Uh, this week's update of delays. Suicide Squad has been quietly delayed into 2023. Shocker, 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 I know. Uh, uh, sorry, were you talking about the Diablo mobile, uh, mobile game? Yeah, was it Diablo Eternal yeah, or something like that? Yeah, it still says Immortal. Immortal. It still says pre-register, so yeah. It, okay. I think that might be dead in the water. Uh, Alright. Uh, according to a report that came out this week, Stadia internally has been deprioritized. It's going to be rebranded as Google Stream, and it's going to be licensed out to other companies to stream their games as opposed to being its own platform. Your thoughts? It's doing well, exactly what I thought it was going to do. <laughs> I will echo that thought. Yeah, I know. I, when I saw the story, I was—I literally tweeted, shocked in all capital letters. <laughs> and yet there were still people out there who were holding on. They're like, it's not dead. It's not dead. It's not dead. I was like, I don't know if you know this, but the death certificate was like a year ago. That service is... The technology is amazing. It works. But dude, when you're blowing large amounts of cash to get games on the service that have been on like other services for two years. Yeah. You're not you're not doing anything to advance your your cause here. Uh Rockstar broke the internet by saying GTA six was officially in development and was uh has been for a while. That thing saw half a million likes on Twitter. Think about that. Just them saying we're working on it. You know what I mean? I just yeah. don't care until it's out. Yeah, that shit is crazy. Is it, like, what is what is six going to be? Well, they, I mean, they they have a reputation for not releasing too much detail about the game until it's almost ready to come out. So, mm. I, would I, expect, I should, I would expect something. Uh, if they're deep in development, as deep in development as they say they are, um, and it's going to come out, say next spring let's just assume, then you'll probably hear something in the fall. And if it's going to come out next fall, you'll probably hear something next spring. And I, I should specify, I, I'm 
I'm curious to know if it's going to be a more online thing. I don't know. Like, do you kill GTA Five online and start anew, or do you just keep that and make a new single player game? I guess is the big. Question. I'm guessing you keep that and make a new single player game. I think people are going to want to play online in the new map. Well, here's the thing. This ties into another story I have, which is that the next gen versions have a date now. They're out in March. Yeah, I, I don't think GTA Online. I think GTA Online is a separate thing. I mean, they've already split it out. You can just download GTA Online, can't you? I think so. I know you can with Red Dead. Yeah, I know Red Dead has a separate executable that you can download. It's just online. I'd imagine GTA has to have that, right? Yeah, I don't, I don't know because I never really got into either for their online. I don't know. Um, I don't know if I saw in the release about the GTA Five coming to Series X and PS Five. Are they charging for that? I'd assume they are. Uh, the the upgrade. Yeah, so like if you have the Xbox know. One version or PS Four version, do you get like an upgrade or is it free? That's or a good do you question. Have to... I don't know. Yeah, like I don't know if they put that out in the statement, but. That would be good information to know because, goddamn, if they make GTA Five on Series X and PS Five, a, a whole other sixty dollar price tag. Fuck that game's about to sell another billion copies, <laughs> and make them all kinds of money. Yep. Anyway. Crazy. All right, the last uh, new stuff I have is all Sony all the time. Uh, they they put out a lot of stuff this week. So we'll start with Gran Turismo 7. There was a state of play. It was like 40 minutes. I watched it to see if I could, you know, get myself into being excited about Gran Turismo 7. And all I got from that state of play was that people really want to fuck cars. Like, man, I don't know. I suggest you guys... people watch the movie Titan then. Oh, I, I heard about that. Dude, what the fuck? The French. I mean, I remember watching. Wrote a song about it. Yeah, that's true. Um, People are strange. What was that? What was that? Um, that TV show, like the weird, weird things people do, like the one lady ate, like detergent or something. Oh, that horse shit show. Yeah. Yeah, there was one about a dude in his or something like that. Yeah, there was one about a dude in his car, and like he would lay underneath the car and kiss it and stuff. Yeah, my weird obsession, car. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure those people all faked it to be on television. I mean, maybe there's some that are so weird. I'm like, man, no one's admitting this, and like, yeah, no. Did you did you guys did either you guys watch the Gran Turismo State of Play? Uh, no, I did not. I heard it was amazing, but I did not. No, it, it absolutely is amazing, and, and I was tweeting about it. Um, there's a sequence in that in that state of play where um, Yamauchi, I think that's how you say his name, right? Uh, the main guy. Uh, he basically gave... Yeah, I, that's... Thanks, Anthony, for that picture. Thank you. Um, <laughs> he, was, he was giving, like, a meteorology lesson about how the weather in the game is, is truly, like dynamic and will change like the tire pressure and and the road conditions and like how your tires wear down based on if the road is hot or wet or whatever and i'm just like god damn (laughs) this is this is almost too much man um i will say that the game is beautiful and if you're into 
you know, like that super simulation. Like, I've never been a Forza guy. Like, the main Forza games, I think they're fun, but I don't really get into all that car tweaking, you know, realism, you know, having to stop in the pit and get gas and all that shit. Like, that's not for me. That's never been my jam. Um, but I'll check out Gran Turismo 7. I mean, it looks really good. Uh, they also had another state of play, which was like, boom, it, it really wasn't a state of play. It was more like a, a feature. It was about Ghostwire Tokyo, and they're like, bam, it's coming out in like two months. So Ghostwire Tokyo launches on March 25th. They showed a whole bunch of the game. I still don't know. Like, I guess it's just a first-person action game where you're knocking out yokai. Looks pretty fucking wild. I don't know. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. It's the next game from Tango Gameworks, so there is that. Sony also announced that they have 10 live service games that are, are, are in development, and this came on the heels of the fact that, well, let's talk about the biggest story of the week. Sony bought Bungie. <laughs> I, I, I have no idea why. It's weird, right? Because, like, Bungie was owned by Microsoft, and they left to be independent, and then they were owned by Activision. They left to be independent. Right. Uh, now they're owned by Sony. Okay. Yeah, it I... uh, um it's very it is it's very weird. Um it feels like there's gotta be some reason why there was mutual interest there that maybe we just don't know about yet. Like potential funding for a new project that's not Destiny. <laughs> um but yeah, it's just weird. Yeah, very weird. I I don't like that. I think the statement came out, and they were like, you know, this is like we're looking for Bungie's expertise in live service games and and stuff like that, and like maybe Bun, like you said, maybe Bungie's like, okay, well, we'll, you know, to be financially secure for Destiny going forward, like let's let's get bought and have that financial backing. Because yeah, the com- and it gives them maybe it gives them um, maybe that gives them an opportunity to uh, uh, you know have funding and stuff for, to make something else uh, and to have multiple uh, games running at the same time. But it it definitely uh, there's got to be something else there that we just don't know about yet because on the surface it doesn't make much sense. Um, and again, it's more consolidation, which I'm not a fan of. Although but, Bungie obviously is nowhere near the size of Activision Blizzard, but um, I, still. I mean, the only IP they come with, I think, because I don't even think they own Marathon, but let's say they do. So they get Marathon, that alive and well IP, and then you get Destiny and that's it. Like, So it's not an IP purchase. It's also not an exclusive. It's an expertise. It it feels like it's it's an expertise purchase. Right. Yeah. So it's it's a talent purchase essentially. Um, And that's fine. But like, I don't think. Well, so here's here's the way I'm viewing it. Is here's here's kind of where my head's at on it. Is the one so Sony has some killer first-party games but what they don't have 
is a killer online shooter that's exclusive to their platform. Um, and so if they feel like online shooter is a gap in their uh, gaming platform, uh, then it makes sense to try to buy a studio that has people who have expertise making online shooters, right? Like, and you're not going to find anybody better at that than Bungie. I mean, they did Halo and Destiny, which are two of the biggest online shooters that have ever been created. Um, so it, it feels to me like they this is a purchase to fill an expertise gap that Sony doesn't have in their existing portfolio. But it's weird because they really stressed in the press release about this that they're not going exclusive. Well, they said Destiny's not going exclusive. Yeah. Doesn't mean that they can't use the expertise at Bungie to build something that is exclusive. I mean, maybe, but let's let's be realistic about a timeline for that. Oh, well, sure. None of this is none of this is done for, you know, releases tomorrow. I'm just curious because and... in the release they also said that Bungie stays autonomous and can release everything multiplat, which was also a weird thing to stress in, in an acquisition. And unless it, so there's two, there's two pieces at play here, I think. And again, this is just a read from the outside. There's what does Bungie as a studio make, right? Mm -hmm. And then there's the other side of this, which is, Sony has stressed over and over again, multiple times, that one of the things they like is collaboration between the studios that are under Sony as a holding, right? Mm -hmm. So they like having the folks at Insomniac and San Diego and all those different studios that they own to be able to work collaboratively uh, and help give each other ideas. And so there's what Bungie makes, which they can make whatever they want. And then there's, hey, Sony is giving you money, which every dev studio in the world will take, to help them with this problem or with this game or with this genre. And it, there's part of me that wonders if they don't feel like that with some of the folks at Gorilla, some of the folks at Insomniac, and some of the folks at Bungie they couldn't come up with a really strong shoot online shooter um, that would be exclusive to their system. And again, it's not going to get built tomorrow, but um, it, it, it really does feel to me like they're, they're trying to stack experience. You've, yeah. you've heard it here first, guys. Mag 2. Mag 2. Yes. No, and to, to to anyone, by the way, because I saw this a couple times, uh, to anyone who thinks that this purchase is a response to the Activision Blizzard no. purchase, you're crazy. Yeah, <laughs> no. Anything like this would have been in discussion months ago. Well, right? I'll say something like even even so I can get my dig in. Really, let's be honest. Uh, there was no rumblings about the Activision acquisition. None. All your insider nonsense. Not once. Was Activision thrown out? Right. Right? So, first of all, stop trusting those people. They're generally wrong. Um, there's very few that are believable, and that's because they are known to have people on the inside that they uh, get information from. But even they didn't know about this. 
If there was rumblings, I would have believed the fact that, yes, this was a a move made in response to rumors. But because of that not being there, no, this was in talks and this just happens to be a strange coincidence that things worked out. Now, Bungie may have been, may have, like, I don't know who approached who about the situation. That's also important to realize. Like, PlayStation may have approached Bungie for purchase. Or Bungie may have been put, like, offered themselves up for purchase, and PlayStation is the one that had the best deal. Yeah, it's definitely possible. Either one, either scenario is definitely possible. And I, there, it's also um, possible and probably probable that there, there were probably there could have been parts of this deal that were still in negotiation that got pushed across the finish line quicker because of everything that went down with Activision Blizzard. That's definitely in the realm of possibility. That's it. But. Yeah. The but what I will say is it's if it was a purchase because Sony felt like they had a gap on their system of online shooters and they felt like Bungie was the best way to fill that on a with a first party game, it it turns out to be incredibly forward thinking because now there's a risk that the biggest online first person shooter uh, isn't going to be on your platform anymore. Yeah, for the so, next couple of years. Yeah, right. So um, it 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 works out well if the plan is use the expertise at Bungie along with some of the expertise at your other studios to build something exclusive. Because um, Call of Duty is not going to be on your platform anymore. And the other thing is, I mean, the the with the way the industry is consolidating, um. And again, as a gamer, I don't like it. I don't want all this consolidation to be happening. But with it happening, both of these guys, Microsoft and Sony, are going to try to get as much expertise on board to make exclusives in-house as they can because it's getting to a point where you're not going to be able to trust that the third-party games are going to be third-party by the time they release uh, or by the time the next one releases at least. Um because the consolidation is happening all over the place. So um, we're going to get back to a point. It felt like for a while there, every major game was third party and the first party stuff was, you know, pretty minor. And now we're going to get to a point where the big stuff is all first party, Um, which sucks because then if you're somebody who can't afford both systems, then you're stuck playing only some of them and not all of them. Yeah. And you start to wonder who had the more forethought on it. Like, with Microsoft buying up all these IP, they're going into a service that's ten bucks a month. You know, yeah. and that's that's huge for them. Like, Overwatch, Diablo, Crash Bandicoot, Call of Duty. You know, on top of Gears of War, you know, Forza, Halo. Ten bucks a month. These games yep. are yours. I don't know, man. It's. <sighs> And, and let's be fair, it's not done. Like, there were there were quotes no. that came out this week. Jim Ryan said, expect more. And I don't know if you saw the quote from the Microsoft CEO after they bought Activision Blizzard. His quote was, who's next? So, yep. you know, it's like, well, I don't know, man. I don't, I don't like... I'm like you. I was I was all for Crash Bandicoot on Xbox before Microsoft owned it. Like that's cool, 
You know, I was all for Halo on PlayStation. That's cool. It's never going to happen, but that would be cool. You know, Minecraft everywhere. But now, I don't know. I don't know how this stuff's going to play out. Like, I'm kind of of two minds, too, because like you said, as a gamer, you're not for it. Whereas I'm a Game Pass subscriber, so I am for more games being in the service. 100%. Absolutely. Oh, for sure. Yeah. But the thought of, like, Diablo 4, and I'm, I know it's not, but the thought of Diablo 4 only being on PC and Xbox and not on PC, Xbox, PlayStation, and, and Switch, I don't like that. I want the games on every console, and I want cross-play on every console so that we can all play together. That's what I want. Yeah. I don't know, man. It's a weird time. Crash Bandicoot is an Xbox mascot, and Sony owns the Halo makers. Go fucking figure out 2022. <laughs> anyway, that's that's all the news I got for this week. Um, the only tweet I have is from the middle of the week. Mookie says, am I living in 2008 again? Because Puzzle Quest 3 is coming out March 1st. Puzzle Quest. I can't believe they didn't make it to Puzzle Quest 3 already. Like, like... <laughs> why the delay like i mean seriously puzzle quest 2 is old like it was on the ds yeah like, well, that's fair you know it's just it's a very weird thing that you would figure like what what inspired that gap of time like and why now you know i don't know um, uh, why not i mean we no. we be we seem to be Correct. able to get i just just a very weird thing to have like a series that was going well not a series that was dead and has been revived 20 years later i mean we seem to get every old game coming back now except for legacy of Kane. that's the theme of this episode Legacy. Right. Of Kane. yeah that's the theme of this episode legacy of Kane. that's been the that's been the theme of my uh <laughs> life for the last 20 years right well, i'll say it where is my ba- my bob game like i want bob too bob you mean bob it's Bob. Well, I know, but it's, it's, just it's an acronym, yes. right? What's it stand for? Nothing. Bob doesn't stand Bob. for anything? Nope. What was that saying? Oh, Vector Man. That's what I'm thinking of. That got a sequel. Yeah, Vector Man did get a sequel. Yeah. Vector Man is not great. No, it's no, not. No, it's Neither not. Neither is Bob, but of, I like Bob. It got a lot of... Uh, Vector Man got a lot of uh, press at the time because of the way it looked. Yeah, those like... Um... What was or that that like that parallax scrolling or whatever was going on in that game? So everybody on this yeah. show has has that game, right? So Anthony's is apparently Bob. Yes, or Space Funky Bob in Japan. Oh, well, I, uh, dude, if you bring it back, it better be I, called Space Funky yeah, Bob. Yeah, it's much better. I don't like. I don't like the game is okay. I just like the character because he's basically just some like surfer dude that wrecked his dad's car but he's also a robot and that gives him some ability to have guns god damn sure, you, fuck it. you said surfer dude i immediately went to green dog Beach sur- yeah green dog that <laughs> sucked that god, sucked that so game bad. was so bad oh i uh, you know here here's one that's a little bit more realistic because bob is in the uh the EA back catalog, so you know nothing's ever going to happen. With hey, it. James Pond Chameleon. made it out. James Pond isn't owned by EA, but it why. used to be owned by EA. They published uh, the Genesis games. No, they games. Pu- they only published the Genesis games. Though. Yeah, Bob was published strictly by EA. Ugh. Um, Kid Chameleon. We almost like 
Lizard Cube wanted to like pitch the idea of a remake in their art style. Fuck Kid Chameleon. I love the designs of those characters. The game is good. I mean, I wouldn't put it past anything. Like, I feel like we've seen the resurgence of so many old games at this point. Like, I mean, fuck Anthony. I'm playing Power Slave right now on my Xbox Series X. That's fucking crazy. You, that's Night Dive, and that's Steven Kick, and Steven Kick has a, like a huge fascination with old shooters. Thank God. Uh, tell me, thank God. Uh, do you realize, like, between Shadow Man, Quake, fucking Turok One and Two, and now uh, Power Slave. Uh, uh, Tur- Turok 1 and 2, uh, they're also the ones that did um, uh, Strife. And Forsaken. We keep forgetting Forsaken came out, too. Hold on. I'm just going to... Keep bringing me old N64 slash that era. I want to say say they're also the ones that did um, the the Fox and uh, Sly Fox and stuff. Oh, man. Because I'm pretty sure, yeah, Pajama Sam and the, is them too. See, this is the this is the shit, man. Quake. Here, here's the rundown of of what's there uh, on uh, Moby Games. Quake, Shadow Man Remastered, Doom sixty four, Sin Gold, Blood Fresh Supply, Forsaken Remastered, Metal Fatigue, Titanic Adventure Out of Time, Turok, Turok two, Space Rogue, Starship Titanic, Knights of the Sky, D, Commander Keen, Keen Dreams. Womb, Love Commander Womb. Keen. Yeah. Star Lord, uh, System Shock Enhanced Edition, uh, Noctropolis. Fuck, man, there's so many games. Spirits of Xanadu. They need uh, to bring Blood, Fresh Supply, and Sin to consoles. That's what I need. Blood was a I great game. I wonder if they own the Sin IP, because if they own the Sin IP, could I get more episodes? <laughs> You're never Fuck. getting another episode of that. I just want the original Sin. That sounds bad, doesn't it? Um, yeah, yeah, it does. I want that back in... Uh, what was that mech first-person shooter from that era? Shotogi? Is that what it was called? Uh, are you talking the one that was Monolith? Yeah, Monolith did it. Oh, what was that one called? I think it's just... Sh- Shogo. Shogo, that's what it was. Mobile that's... Armor Division. Yes, Shogo was fucking great. And they've been trying to do... Um... No one lives forever, but the rights are fucking a nightmare. Yeah, the rights are probably owned by some dude in an office somewhere that doesn't even. Know I think it was owned by game. a lady. The la- like parts of the rights were owned by some lady out in the middle of nowhere one at yeah, one point. In time. Such a weird thing. Speaking yeah. of old shooters, did you see the original voice actor for uh, Lo Wang from Shadow Warrior died? No, I did not. Yeah. What? Uh, I'm going to. Um, I'm going to ask a question. He was white, right? He was white and and chubby. <laughs> So yeah, very um, of the time. <laughs> yeah, very yeah, because like if you go back and play that game, it's uh, oh, oh you don't little Wang. It's oh, do you want to wash Wang or do you want to watch Wang wash Wang? <laughs> God damn, that game was fucked up. The new ones are good though. That's another game coming out soon, right? Shadow Warrior Three. Yeah, those games don't have a... Like, there's no consistency between the game. This one's got a grappling hook, though, so... Yeah, well, yeah, it's very Doom Eternal. Yeah, that sounds like fun to me, man. And Halo's got a grappling hook now, too. It's like all everybody's yeah, got to have a grappling hook. Y'all motherfuckers don't put the respect on, on Rico's name. 
Man, he he was the grappling hook. Fucking... He was the grappling hook king. For and, and, yeah. and they, like Halo, is clearly taking inspiration from Rico. Oh man, Rico! Remember tying shit together and like yeah, oh, pulling yourself along in a parachute. Yeah, you should have been able to. You should have been able to grapple stuff together in Halo. That would have made that game even better. Oh yeah, grapple two grunts together or something. Watch them smack yeah. into each other. That'd have been rad. They should add that in since it's going to be a fucking they start infinite the, game as a service. Yeah, they're running away from each other, but because they're tethered, they're going nowhere. Exactly. <laughs> like that's and they hear them talking. I like that. Then you just run up and kick one of them, and the other grunt fall. <laughs> Do it. Make upgrades to the grappling hook. I'm I'm 100 down for it. Make that game stupid. I want it to be stupid. Oh man, you know what else I just realized? This year is the one is the 30th anniversary of the original Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat. Something's gotta happen, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um. What was the question? I, I, so, do we finally you, see that um, Mortal Kombat anniversary collection remaster, or perhaps? Oh man, that would be so good! One, two, and three, baby. But I, I have a slight question. Did we? Did you guys talk about the Halo um, trailer? Was that oh the, the TV there? show? No, we did not. No, we didn't talk about that. Mm. I yeah, I watched that. It was during the championship game. It happened after the show went off. Every single looked pretty decent until I saw saw Cortana and went, "What?" <laughs> yeah, I'm not a fan of the Cortana Cortana it, design either, it, it, but the the rest of it looked really it, really good. It's very uncanny valley. Like I'm not even yeah. complaining about not being blue because I don't think that's going to help anything. It's literally like. Something's off. Like, yeah, it looks it looks bad, and yeah. considering the level of CG that we've got today, um, yeah, yeah. Book of Boba Fett says hi. Holy shit! Yeah, it, well, in the video game, the video game version of Cortana. Yeah, put that one in there. <laughs> I mean, I will one hundred percent watch that. Like, it looked it looked good. It looks great, the, yeah, and I, I, I don't mind that they're telling a different story because I think, um, again, as I mentioned before, um, it's a different medium, so I don't expect the story to be the same. It, no, I'm, is it I'm a okay with story? that. Yeah, it's slightly different ah, in terms slightly. of how they discover the Halo and um, all that stuff. You know, there'll that's be some right. fucking neckbeard out there that's pissed about that, right? Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> I can't believe I used to use the word neckbeard. I was going to say, all I could think of was uh, when you said that, and like, you know, there's going to be a um, neckbeard out there upset. I'm like, well, tell him to take a shower. <laughs> <laughs> tell him to get a razor is what I would say. Yeah, true story. <sighs> yeah, no, it's, it's, I, I find it's it funny. I find it funny that so, there's like so many people are like angry right now. And I'm like, dude, do you realize how like awesome it is right now? Like we got Star Wars TV shows. Yeah. We got like 50 games coming out a week. Usually, you know, even if 20% of them are good, that's pretty fucking rad. Yeah. Like 
we can literally stream anything we want to watch on demand and they're making so much nerd shit now. Like this is the shit we dreamed about when we were kids. Like why isn't there, you know, these Spider-Man movies? Why aren't these like, you know, fucking, how come we don't have Star Wars TV shows where they're like exploring the rest of the universe or like, could you imagine as yeah, a kid? Yeah, there's so much, so much great nerd shit out there right now. Yeah, could you imagine as a kid if they told you they were making a fucking eight-episode run of a Moon Knight show? You'd have been like, what? Who the fuck is Moon Knight is what would have happened. Exactly, but now we're at the point where that is a thing. Yep. Jesus, we we, we have a TV show about a Star Wars character that's in the movie for all of two minutes. Okay? Yep. Boba Fett was in the movie for two minutes. I wish I cared more about Star Wars. It's crazy to me, man. Also, Sin uh, is supposed to have a remaster from Night Dive coming. (gasps) The original Sin? Not the original Sin, but Sin, yes. The first game? Yes. (sighs) I was making a joke about original Sin. Come on. You'd already made it. I was just following up, Ken. Yeah, you see, you leave my jokes hanging, I'll I'll ignore yours. Okay, well, at least mine was a throwback (laughs) to something that was relevant in the conversation. That's quality comedy, is when you do a a callback to an earlier joke. That's quality comedy. You have to do that. Fuck you, Ken. I was paying you a compliment. Jesus. So much anger. So much hate. Yep. Dark side are these. He's speaking of Star Wars. (laughs) See, that's a callback. Yeah, that's a callback. <laughs> oh, all right. I don't have anything else. Oh, I did eat that Batman pizza. Did you, did you fucking see that thing? <laughs> it's the what? half calzone, half pizza. Shaped like a bat? Yeah. Well, okay. Well, it's, that's not. That's very. It's not shaped like a bat. It is vaguely Batman logo shaped. <laughs> vaguely. Holy shit, that thing. You ate that pizza and you're still alive as a testament. <laughs> exactly. That was my thought. Like, when I, like, we got it and I opened it up and, like, it is just caked in grease, man. Holy shit. Ugh. It was tasty. I will, I won't lie. It was tasty, but it is just the dumbest thing I've ever seen in my life. I'm just like, really? Tone, by the way, of that comment at the end of our video game podcast <laughs> was very much like, you ever uh, see somebody that you were like acquaintances with 20 years ago and you run into them at the store or something and you end up next to them in line and you run out of stuff to talk about in like 30 seconds? <laughs> that was very much the tone of, I eat that Batman pizza. <laughs> like, I don't have anything else new going on, so let me tell you about this pizza I ate that's uh, shaped like the Batman logo. Yeah, fucking right it is. We usually talk about food on the show, so I didn't feel like it was out we of do. place. Yeah, we do. It's long-time listeners will attest. <laughs> long-time uh, listener. Yeah, there is that. Oh, all right. I don't. I don't have anything else. Nobody tweeted at us. So what the fuck are you doing? I saw John followed us. I guess he's back on Twitter now. Apparently, yes, which is good. Yeah, he's got a new Twitter handle. I see. Maybe we can get him back on here. Yeah, that'd be cool. I like having John on. I probably need to get Terrence on here at some point too, right? He's been doing yeah, a lot yeah. of shit. Yeah, probably so. It's he's been a long time. 
He's also the one playing all the new games. That's yeah. true. He's he played Pokemon. He played Sifu. He played like you want fucking games from decades ago or like five years ago. Cool. Right. Me and Wombat got that covered. We're, yeah, we're good. You want to talk about something that's relevant? Hey, I talked about a spider game today. That's true. I put that on my Steam wish list. Did you ever play Spider on the PlayStation? I did. Yes. No. That game, it's it's something. It's something. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. Uh, oh, you play as a spider. I see. Yeah, it's literally called Spider, and it's like two and a half. It's kind of Pandemonium style. Yep. Okay. Well, is it as good as Pandemonium? No. No. Okay. Well, then let's not even invoke the name of wait, Pandemonium. Wait, wait. Isn't that a first-party Sony game? What? Spider. Uh, it doesn't look uh... like it. I Give me a second. Remember. I thought it was SCEA back in the day. Uh, no, it was uh, Boss Game Studios, published by BMG Interactive, which is now Rockstar. Oh yeah, BMG. They used to give me cassette tapes. <laughs> I think that was the Sony part of that, but yeah. okay. Columbia House and BMG. Remember those? Columbia House and BMG. I do the. Uh... 25 music, albums for a quarter, or whatever it was. music version of a pyramid scheme. Yeah. Uh-huh. No, it's NFTs. They were, yeah, I was going to say, they were NFTs before NFTs existed. Except you got cassette tapes, man. That's true. Yeah, you did get something tape. tangible out of it. Yeah. Cassette tapes. Jesus, I don't know how many times I signed up for that BMG shit. The... See, I'm looking at the game Spider, and all I'm thinking of is Deadly Creatures for the Wii. Yeah, it's oh, got that. A great game. Yeah, yeah, hey, Night Dive. Uh, oh, no deadly. One, no one from Night Dive is listening, but... Do you realize how hard reason... it would be to get the license for those two actors, though? Uh, I don't... I think it's just voice. I don't think you have to pay them again. I think for voice, there's a license in there. There's got to be a license in there, because it's fucking... It's Dennis Hopper and Billy Bob Thornton, right? Yeah. And it's uh, it was developed by Rainbow Studios and published by THQ. Maybe Nordic has it now. But it's also it also was a TV show, so I think there's that license as well, right? No, it wasn't a TV show at all. I swore Deadly Creatures was a TV show. No, if there was it was. Something. It was unrelated. Yeah, there was something to do with that game and another media property. Deadly Creatures video game. I swore that was a TV show. I don't know why I think that. I don't know. Look, it was made on. by Rainbow Deadly Studios. Dude, Rainbow used to be the shit when they made in, in the only fucking non-racing game that they've made is Deadly Creatures for the Wii. Dude, Splashdown is still one of the best games ever made. I'll stand by that. And then they started doing M- MX versus ATV, and it was all just that. Well, they did that first. That was what they got famous for. No. Yeah, it was no, the MX well, games famous... back on the PlayStation 2 and Xbox. Uh, ATV Off-Road Fury. That was the Sony game, but they also made MX no. games back in the day. But they made... Oh my god. They made ATV Off-Road Fury and ATV Off-Road Fury 2... And then they first released MX Unleashed in 2004. ATV Offered Furious 2001. They made four ATV Offered Furies? They also yes, made. They only made five. the first two. 
Also made what? The hive. What the fuck is the hive? Oh, that's right, that game. And to to shut you down, Anthony, they made Motocross Madness. That was the where they started. Well, that's not what you said, Ken. The, the MX games, Motocross Madness, the same shit. Motocross. MX stands for Motocross. They made Star Wars also, Racer Revenge. They also apparently made Tiger Woods PGA Tour 2000, which stands out like a sore thumb in the rest of their catalog. No shit. Yeah, there's that, there's Deadly Creatures, and then Dude's Big Adventure on the Wii through the stupid U tablet. I forgot they did that Star Wars Racer Revenge. That game was rad as fuck, too. Matt Hoffman's Pro BMX 2, baby. Man, never since then all they've made is MX games and Monster Jam games. What is this? I see Splashdown Rides Gone Wild listed for PlayStation 4? Huh. Hold on, let's find out. Um, it's in their it TBA. It's in their TBA. Oh, then it never came out. Yeah, no but that game was way page. that game was way after or way before PlayStation 4 was even a thought. Rides Gone Wild was a yeah, PS2 yeah, yeah, game. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but it's it, they were it was probably going to be like one of those PS2 on PS4 things and never Dude, came to be. I would totally kill for Splashdown collection to come back. I love those games. All right. Um I don't have anything else. Does anybody else have anything else before we get here? No. No? No. Okay. Let me go through my rigmarole. So if you want to follow us on Twitter, it's at M4G Podcast. You want to send us an email, do that. Send it to podcasts at ztgd.com. You can follow us on Twitter. Anthony's a complacent robot. Uh, I am at ztgd and Ryan is at wombatrp. Follow the site at ztgdcontent. Uh, check us out on Spotify, Apple Music, Google Music, wherever you listen to your podcasts. And check out Phoenix Down. Running now Yakuza 4. Inscription is complete. They moved on to Kiryu again. So, check that out. Other than that, I don't have anything else. So, if nobody else does, we'll get out of here. Peace, Alrighty. And it goes something like this. Welcome to the N4G Podcast. Zero dollars. This is going to be a very interesting episode. Greetings, programs. I got lost trying to find my way to the secret underground N4G radio layer. The
Yeah.